Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Scott. Hey, yo. He's got his younger brother. It's gonna be Jeff. The cream rise to the top. Oh, yeah. And you're listening to all of the great action figures from our good friends at Hasbro. The fully postable. Have your own WrestleMania with all your favorite figures. Wrestling figure. He sold separately from LJN. Podcast. And we are the Mount Rushmore of professional wrestling. <laughs> Hey, welcome to episode 295 of the Fully Posable Wrestling Figure Podcast. Longest running episodic wrestling figure podcast going today. My name is Jeff and sitting alongside next to me is my real life brother. Not storyline brother, Scott. Scott, say hello. Hello. Scott, what's going on, dude? I went to my first anime con on Saturday. Okay. It wasn't for me, of course. Peyton is huge into anime. So we took her and one of her best friends, and Shannon went with me, and the best friend's mom went along as well. So it was three adults, and each admission for each adult was 30 bucks. The kids were free. Got into this anime con. Dude. <laughs> you thought WrestleCon had a lot of people at it? This took place at the Sacramento Convention Center, which is gigantic. And there were literally wall-to-wall people. Very little breathing room in this spot. And the place was gigantic. They had their um, activities and whatnot spread all over the convention center in multiple parts. There were still a crap ton of people, especially in the vendor area. So if you are ever at a con, oh my goodness, especially like an anime con, be ready. Like... People are ready to do things again. Like, not doing anything for over a year. These people are ready to get out and go to these cons. If this coming weekend with Stockton Con is any indication, or if Sac Anime is any indication of what Stockton Con is going to be, that place is going to be packed. Guaranteed packed. But it was cool. It was definitely an experience. I would go again. Obviously, to take Peyton and a friend or Peyton by herself if she wanted to. But it was kind of neat to watch her in her element. Like, these were her people. Like, when you and I go to WrestleCon or any of the listeners, we go to WrestleCon or we go to Access and you're amongst the fans, you're with your people. I could totally tell that Peyton was in her element. And it was kind of awesome to watch. Like, she was just in her costume and she was getting compliments and giving compliments. And people were taking pictures with each other. Like, this is totally like an Access or like a... Uh, WrestleCon or a big wrestling convention. It's the same thing. And it was just awesome. It was cool to see Peyton enjoying herself. I'm excited for this weekend at Stockton Con. And it's just, it's good to be amongst the people again. Nice, dude. So did they have any toys? Well, I mean, yes, but everything was anime. I did see a couple of G.I. Joe things. I saw a ton of Funko Pops, but everything was really driven anime. So I didn't really see much that would have interested really you or the listeners too much unless you wanted to see a bunch of anime stuff a couple of gi joe things um but uh, yeah for the most part it was like 99.99 percent anime in that vendor hall so i've got to be honest i don't know much about anime i mean i know goku the uh, i i don't know what oh dragon ball z that's it that's about that's about as far as my anime knowledge goes and the only reason i know about goku is because my coworker eric is all into goku 
Oh, so, gotcha. So I, outside of that, I am out, dude. So I'm glad she had a good time. I'm sorry there weren't other toy lines there outside of G.I. Joe and some anime stuff. I wish there were some wrestling figures for you. Well, to be fair, I only made it through about, I would say, th- yeah, 20 to 30% of the entire vendor hall because Peyton was more interested in, which is shocking because normally it's like, I want this, I want that. She kind of walked in. She found a, a character pillow. I forget which anime it was. I think Danganronpa or something like that. Pardon me if you're an anime fan and I mispronounced that. She bought some pillow from that, I think. It was like 20 bucks and looked around a little bit longer. And then she was like, okay, I want to go look around like the rest of the, the areas. So we kind of left the vendor area. So I only got to see maybe 20 to 30% of that. So there could have been more G.I. Joe. There could have been wrestling. There could have even been Kiss in some spots of it. But I didn't make the whole haul because she was more interested in just kind of showing off her costume and checking out other cosplays. And she had a blast, dude. She really did. And it gets me excited for this weekend at Stockton Con. That's like when people dress up as Macho Man from WrestleMania 7 and walk around WrestleCons or any other wrestling events that go on. Dude, I'll tell you, I almost dressed up as CM Punk. I'm tempted to do it at Stockton Con this weekend. Not again. (laughs) (laughs) You remember CM Punk from Wish? (laughs) Still cracks me up to this day, dude. (laughs) Are we going to do the Aquanet Minute? Sure, let's do the Aquanet Minute. I just watched a Brett Michaels documentary on Paramount+, Plus, so I'm all for the Aquanet Minute. Go for it. I wasn't sure if you had it penciled into your notes, so I wanted to make sure we got it in this week. Okay. But uh, Luis hit me up, and he checked out Kicks Blow My Fuse. I don't yet know what he thought about it. Hopefully, at least a few other people checked it out, but my recommendation for this week for the Aquanet Minute is Cocked and Loaded from LA Guns. It's their second album, second studio album, I should say. Cocked and Loaded. It's outstanding from top to bottom. One of the best hair metal albums, I think, of the 80s. Incredible album. Go check it out. LA Guns, Cocked and Loaded. Favorite song on there? Rip and Tear. All right. Uh, Yeah, Rip and Tear is awesome. Never Enough is, is excellent as well. Those are probably my two favorites. Awesome, awesome album from top to bottom. All right. That was the Aquanet Minute. Yeah, that's an 80s yell right there, dude. You know what? We should actually have Bane. Do a little teaser for that. <laughs> I mean, Bane does the rest of our music. I wonder if he can do a quick little Aquanet minute for us. Bane's a rapper. I want to see how he does with 80s hair metal screaming. <laughs> okay, you know what? We're going to hire Jason Wolf for that one then. The Aquanet minute? Yes, or Deontay, if he can do a metal scream for Aquanet minute. He's more of a death metal guy. Like He's more of the growly, grungy guy. Good point. Yeah, we need the high pitch... Yeah, yeah, like, you know, Paul Stanley. Okay, well, maybe you're hired, Jeff. Nope, not it. Speaking of Kiss, uh, I'm going to see Kiss on Friday. Well, I guess if you're listening to this on Sunday, it would have been like two days ago. But yeah, I think we're going to go see Kiss. As long as they're they're free and clear of the COVID. <laughs> of the COVID. <laughs> yes, both Paul and Gene got it. Gene was the latest victim. So as long as they're free and clear of the COVID, we're going to go see Kiss. <laughs> the COVID, is it royalty? It's like, here, the comes, COVID. here comes the king. It's like the freeways in L.A., the 5, the 405. Don't get me started on that. It's not (laughs) royalty. It's not royalty. (laughs) It's not an entity. Don't put the in front of it. It's road. Uh, Well, I hope you have a good time at KISS, dude. I I would much rather be where you're at than I'm going to be at. I'm going to be in Colorado, but not for long, just a couple days. That's why we are recording early. Today is September 7th, Tuesday, September 7th. 
So that's why we're recording early. But Scott, I hope you have a great time at KISS. Thank you. I hope you have a safe flight and you're able to do some successful international toy spotting. Um, don't hold your breath. I'm not counting on it. <laughs> nah, well, we tried. Yeah. If anybody would like to get any of our shirts, head on over to Pro Wrestling Tees or whatamaneuver.net. The new shirt is coming. Yes, it is. We have been in contact with the fine people over at whatamaneuver.net. So the new shirt is coming. You can follow us on Twitter, YouTube, Snapchat, and the Book of Faces at Fully Opposable, Instagram, Fully Opposable, WF. P. You can go back and listen to any of our past podcasts on Podbean. You can go all the way back to episode one, two, three, all the way up to 295, the one you're listening to now. Stitcher, iTunes, iHeartRadio, and Spotify. Please rate and review on iTunes. You can send us any audio questions, questions, or anything else at all. Send it on over to WFP at gmail.com. Scott, we have the smallest, minusculest tiniest smidgest omission okay i think minusculest and smidgest were made up words are the perfect words oh also perfect yes the most wonderfulest words (laughs) the greatestest (laughs) so the great soda hunter he messaged me today and he said has anybody called you guys out about nobody wearing their wrestling gear during their Hall of Fame speech? And I said, no, why? Because this is going back to the Bruno Santa Martino talk. Okay. And I said, no, why? And he goes, well, technically, Honky Tonk Man wore his jumpsuit during his Hall of Fame speech. And I said, okay, but that's the jumpsuit. That was his ring gear like that he would wear to the ring. His entrance and- gear. And he goes, but that's he lost in his ring gear. That was technically his ring gear at SummerSlam 88 when Warrior pinned him in like 30-something seconds. Okay. I I will accept that as the smallest, minusculest, smidgest omission. Should I check Urban Dictionary to make sure it's a word? No, 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 no. No? No. No more, no more Urban Dictionary. Ethan loves it. I feel horrible for introducing him to that. <laughs> I don't. He loves it. <laughs> <laughs> God, dude. <laughs> horrible. It's, okay, it's not even a word. Don't worry. Oh, and congrats to Soda on all the weight loss, too, man. That's incredible. Oh, well I know. done. He's, he's looking great, dude. Yeah, all studly. Look at Soda go. That's awesome. He went to diet soda. Yes. Man, that's hard to do. I have so much respect for people that are able to just be like, I'm going to do it. I'm going to lose weight. I've done it a couple times myself. It always comes back. It's kind of a wave for me. It's up, it's down, it's up, it's down. The people that can commit to it and just do it like soda. Oh man, absolutely incredible. Josh Wenis as well. I've noticed his, his weight loss, amazing transformation. So all you guys that are out there losing weight, man, kudos to you. That's so hard to do. Congrats. Yeah. Don't do what I did. I went on the divorce diet and it worked great. Well, you know, I did the same, and I'm not one to recommend that either, even though my life is way better now than it was back then, and I did lose a crap ton of weight. But still, I don't recommend that. for It's not for everyone. Yeah. Absolutely not for everyone. It's not fun standing up from not eating and then getting all woozy and trying to balance yourself to just close curtains. <sighs> right. It's, it's not that fun. It's not right, that Right. It's like fun. all your check engine lights go on. <laughs> <laughs> um i take it you didn't do any toy spotting no saving up for saturday dude okay gotcha so 
I didn't either, man. This past weekend, I needed it, dude. I needed that mental break of work, uh, just finishing up the podcast and just having those days to unwind. I really needed those three days. Yeah. And I just, I just had to detox. But I do have a funny story. So, like you, I'm getting geared up for Saturday. Now, you've seen my garage, and you know the amount of totes that are in there. Yes. It's a garage full of totes, and that's not an exaggeration. Yeah, half of the garage is filled up with toys. That's the best way to put it. So, I have to go into the, I have to go into the garage, and I've got to find two figures. I've got to find the elite Harlem Heat Booker T because I'm meeting Booker T this weekend. And I had to find Retro Diesel. Now, Retro Diesel is easy to find because I bought seven of them and they were placed within <laughs> about seven different totes. So that was that one was good as gold. Now I'm stuck having to find one figure in all these totes. So as I said, it's a mess in this garage. Just I have to step on stuff. I have to parkour. I have to uh, do hands. Yeah, parkour. I have to do handstands. You know, I've got to maneuver myself between all this stuff. Dude, I was in the garage for, I would say, about 45 minutes trying to find one figure. I found it. Nailed it. Do you know what helped me, though? Um, your tremendous agility? Well, not only that. I'm pretty sore, actually, because I was balancing and I was like, <laughs> I was like... <laughs> I was like, I was like contorting my body like to the left. And, you know, I'm like the young bucks pose for like 15 minutes, you know, stuff like that. But it's sore from hunting for a figure. <laughs> I am, dude. Man, if that ain't 40, I don't know what is. <laughs> so what saved me is, is Celeste has started putting labels of what's in the tote on the outside of the totes. Ooh, it's a literal fun game of what's in the box. And it tells you on the paper. And that was what saved me because I would still probably be out there hunting for this Booker T figure. <laughs> Seven days later. <laughs> I know, right? Uh, Jeff, you missed StocktonCon. Why'd you miss StocktonCon? Looking for a Booker T figure? <laughs> <laughs> I had to find this Booker T. So anyways, luckily I found it. And thankfully, because Celeste started labeling the totes. I was going to play a game of what's in the tote, but... Uh, it's not fair because I already know what's in the tote because Celeste has started labeling them. I would say about Aww. 60 to 70% of them are labeled. There's still the 30% that isn't, but. I've got a tote in my garage that Shannon labeled wrestling randomness. And I swear I have no idea what's in it. I may have to do a YouTube video on that. Yeah, we need to see what is this wrestling randomness. Money says the WWF Attitude Era TV guides are in there. Okay. So it would be things of that nature, like not figures, but maybe photos, magazines, who knows? But yeah, wrestling randomness. Don't even know what's in there. So anyways, going to Stockton Con, getting a card case sign for the 123 Kid figure because X-Pac will be there. Excellent. Also getting his X-Pac TakeOver Amazon exclusive figure signed. Uh, what color on that one? Have you decided? Uh, leaning more towards white, but I'm not a hundred percent sure. Okay. That's a good choice. What color are you going to go on the uh, card case for the one, two, three kid Hasbro? Still up in the air on that one. I was talking to James Frank because I was hoping James Frank would be up here with him, but he's not, oh. unfortunately. Uh, oh, that sucks. James Frank actually said yellow or red, just kind of do a contrasting color from what he's, the Hasbro is wearing. 
Yeah, yellow's a good one because that's, yeah, that's a good call. That's in the outfit, but it would jump off the blue. That's a good idea. For diesel, I'm going to do the aqua blue, sky blue for the uh, okay. uh, the retro diesel. I'm also getting the NECA turtle splinter signed. Oh, you're going to do that. I am. I am. Okay. I love it. I love how Travis Fowler did it, and I'm going to do it too. Awesome. What color are you going with? Great question. It's going to be called on the fly. By the way, speaking of turtles, before we get on to what color you're going to get Booker T signed in, did you see that Seth Phelps had posted the four NECA TMNT, TMNT movie figures for sale for 200 bucks, but he had Kevin Eastman sign them if you turn the packages to the side? He signed long ways on the package and drew a turtle on the side of it as well. Yep. Great idea. He actually said in his post that nobody else had um, asked Kevin Eastman to do that. Because Kevin Eastman told Seth, like, nobody's ever asked me to do this. It's a great idea. And Seth is actually selling that set right now for 200 I don't know if it's still for sale or not, but man, that's a killer idea. I love unique stuff like that. I know. Me too, dude. It, it looks great, man. The way that he did it across all four sides of the packaging... Yes. It looks so good. Yeah. And it's one of those things like you would grab one and turn it to the side and be like, what the hell is this on the side of the package? But when you put the other three up next to it, you're like, oh, dude, that is clever. Yep. Okay. So what color for Booker T? I got to go yellow because I got Steve, yeah. I got Stevie Ray signed in yellow. So I've got to get Booker T signed in yellow as well. Okay. Gotcha. So I'm doing the Booker T Harlem Heat. I was going to go yellow as well. And I'm doing the razor defining moments. That was the one that you and GBM got me. I've got to get it signed. I just don't know what color to go with yet. I'm thinking white, maybe yellow. Crap, what's what color? I think I got mine signed in a green. Oh, but I was thinking yellow because it was always razor and yellow on the back of his trunks. Oh, uh, you could do that. And it would pop off because he's wearing purple, right? Right. So it would pop off the purple pretty well. It would look good. I, I like the green that I got signed in. I mean, you can't go wrong with that. Okay. I was also wondering if uh, they're going to be charging extra for inscriptions because I would love for both guys to put HOF and then the year that they went in. But I don't know if they're going to charge for inscriptions. I know they were charging when Sting did his signing for inscriptions, but some guys, they don't indicate it and you can sometimes just ask. Or sometimes they'll just write it on there like Kurt Angle does. Did you ask Sting for HOF? I did. You did? Yep. (laughs) Were you like, hey... (laughs) (laughs) All right, we've had this conversation. Oh, Move okay, on. Okay, okay, sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> I'm not a segment of who booked this crap. You can't keep bringing it up. Scott, we've got a little bit of news. What do you say we jump into it? Let's go talk about it. Oh, you gonna learn today. Scott, what you got for other toy lines? Well, before I get into that, just going backwards real quick, I did not have Sting inscribe HOF on that uh, two-pack. Because remember, I had him sign the Blade Runners or the the Ultimate Warrior and Sting two-pack. Yes. I had him write Blade Runners across the package. That was the inscription. Gotcha. Yeah, that should have been 20, but he just did it because he wanted me to go away. <laughs> Another advantage of bugging your heroes. Just saying. First up, other toy line news. And Jeff, you popped me when you sent me this in the notes. McFarlane Toys is producing Princess Bride figures. And Jeff, these were your descriptions of the characters that McFarlane is making in the Princess Bride line. Number one, lady. Number two and number three, two dudes with swords. Or as they say on Jeopardy, S words. And finally, Andre the Giant. 
So for you Princess Bride fans, that would be the Princess Bride. Inigo Montoya and Wesley, or the Man in Black, and Fezzik. Oh. McFarlane is making those characters from the Princess Bride, also known as Lady, Andre the Giant, and Two Dudes with Swords. <laughs> Moving on. I didn't know what their names were. <laughs> <laughs> but you so accurately described them. <laughs> Two Dudes with Swords. Two Dudes with Swords. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> Playmates. In one of the coolest crossovers, uh, this one would have never crossed my mind, and I love Playmates for thinking of this. They are doing a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and Cobra Kai crossover set of two packs. They're doing Raphael and Crease, Leonardo and Miguel Diaz, Donatello and Johnny, and finally, Michelangelo and Daniel. My question is, are they going to do an exclusive of some sort that pits Miyagi against Splinter? Ooh, that'd be kind of cool. That would really be the cherry on top of this set. That's incredible. I love every bit of that. Such a cool idea. And that is rounding out other toy line news. I like that. I, that's going to be tempting, but I don't need those. I really don't need those, Scott. Definitely a pass for me just because of the figure budget, but one of those that I'm going to regret if I see it and walk away from it. I'm going to have regerts. <laughs> no regerts. <laughs> I will have regerts. Yeah, I'll put a tattoo on my chest that says total regerts. That's an epic tattoo chest piece there. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> I only go for epic tattoo chest pieces. <laughs> total regerts. Scott, in wrestling figure news... Princess Bride figures, there's Lady, two dudes with sword. Oh, whoops, I already went over that. Sorry, my bad. Don't forget Andre the Giant as well. Andre the Giant. <laughs> the, the funny thing is, is I'm looking at the picture. I was like, oh, those figures are cool. I don't know any of their names. <laughs> I know Andre and that's it. I Yeah, basically. So I'm going to just, I'm going to just go ahead and just put down their descriptions. <laughs> I love it. Scott, moving along to Chella Toys. The Atom Bomb variant is a glow-in-the-dark. That is going to be the Atom Bomb variant. How great is that? Excellent. Such a great idea. They're really going all out with this thing, and I'm here for it. Now, Jazzwares pumped out a lot of news from Saturday's all-out weekend. And holy crap, what a show. Did you watch it? Nope. Just got the results. But Wow. You know what the best part is, dude? Honestly, well, let me let me throw down two best parts. First and foremost, people are excited about wrestling. I don't care if it's AEW. I don't care if it's WWE. I don't care if it's NJPW, ROH. It's great to see people excited and passionate about wrestling. No need to pick a side, guys, even though almost everybody does. No need to pick a side. Enjoy it for what it is. You have guys switching teams. It's incredible. What a time, and this is getting so played out, but what a time to be a wrestling fan, right? Not only of wrestling, but of wrestling figures as well, because now you're going to have all these new faces in AEW, Ruby, CM Punk, Brian Danielson, Adam Cole, all getting figures now over on the AEW Jazzware side. That's awesome. Here's the other best part. We all know WWE is better when they are facing competition, 
I'm pretty sure it's official now that AEW is competition. They're not screwing around, dude. They hit a perfect storm of expiring contracts slash released talent that probably shouldn't have been released slash landing CM Punk. It was a perfect storm for AEW. They did what they needed to do. They capitalized on it. Kudos to them. They are the buzz of the wrestling world. WWE is most certainly taking notice if they weren't already. They're a threat. And hopefully this makes WWE better. SmackDown has been good. Raw could use a lot of help. Let's hope that that happens. And if both products are kicking ass every single week, we win. You don't think Cross from Demolition is going to move the needle? <laughs> uh, wow. I thought that was Big Boa from Cobra. <laughs> no? Not Big Boa? No, you're right, dude. It's a great time to be a wrestling fan right now. And just seeing what AEW does. And one of the things that this shows is if you treat your employees well, look what happens. They go to a place where they're happier, where they have more freedom. They have more ways to express themselves, you know, through their characters and come up with ideas that aren't shot down because it has to run through 90,000 people first. These people, and I'm talking about Cole and Brian and the roster of AEW, they have freedom to do these things, to try things. Where over in WWF, they don't. Sorry, WWE. They don't, unfortunately. And that's why these people are leaving is because they're not happy. They're disgruntled. And that's what happens is the money is really nice. But at the same time, it goes back to the age-old question. Would you rather be making a mess load of money and be unhappy or be happy and making less money? I don't know the contracts, obviously. I can't speculate on what people's deals are. But that's how it is over in AEW right now. And people that are disgruntled in WWE are going over to AEW. Yeah, and the talent is going to talk, right? If you're super happy where you're at, you're going to be telling all your friends about it. And, well, most of your friends are working at one of the other companies. So it's one of those things like in basketball, right? You know the free agents are talking to each other. Or any sport. You know the free agents are talking to each other. Hey, what if we all went to this team and started doing that? People talk, right? The talent is going to talk. So the more good things that are said about one side, more people are going to want to go to that side. But at the end of the day, I think it's all going to balance out and both rosters are going to be stacked. What I don't want to see is AEW hitting to that point. And we will get to the figures here in a little bit, but I don't want to see AEW hit that point where the roster is so bloated that the guys that have been grinding away suddenly have TV time taken away because they've got all these new guys that have come on board. I don't want to see that happen. And when the roster gets too bloated, those are usually the first guys that are going to lose TV time and they just kind of get lost in the shuffle. So as long as they can continue to find a spot on the card for everybody, I think AEW is in very, very good shape to be some serious competition for the next few years for WWE. All right, Scott, let's get on to the figures. Oh yeah, we're not a wrestling podcast, huh? Forgot about that for a second. Put that in the back burner. We'll use that as filler (laughs) one day. Yeah, there you go. Good, good call. <laughs> All right, shop AEW exclusive. There will be a Chris Jericho with a bat and a Jericho t-shirt where he's kind of pulling down the sunglasses and kind of peering over him. That will be a shop AEW exclusive, which is fantastic because that is something that WWE should have utilized from WWE shop. And they might have in the past. I'm, I'm drawing a blank right now off the top of my head. I think there has been. Some... Yeah, there have been a couple. But... 
they need to utilize it more. And AEW is utilizing Shop AEW with this exclusive. So kudos to them. Amazon exclusive two packs, Darby Allen and John Moxley. Allen will come with the skateboard, Moxley with the world title. There will be a barbed wire bat. Kenny Omega and Hangman Adam Page, world tag titles. There will be a picture and a cup. Kazarian and Scorpio Sky from SCU, two mics, world tag titles. Kaz will come with an SCU jacket. And also following under the Amazon exclusive, a what they call a Jericho gear pack. It'll have a white and a pink jacket, glasses, glove hands. So interchangeable hands that has gloves on them and a microphone. So those will be Amazon exclusive two packs. I'm tempted by that Jericho. Uh, The Jericho figure, not the gear pack? Well, Jericho's in it too. Oh, there's a Jericho figure in it as well. Yeah, I probably should have said that. (laughs) Oh, yeah, I thought it was just his gear. No, it's not like a Rocky line that comes with a slab of meat or anything. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> don't you knock that slab of meat figure Simple. some of the finest sculpting that's ever been done still goes for a lot on ebay <laughs> i don't know why it's just a freaking slab of meat dude actual meat got more figures than meat <laughs> well done well done kenny omega and john moxley two pack will be a ringside exclusive it's just them bloody all right all right all right also sticking with rsc exclusive Britt baker and she will be bloody. Wow. I'm sensing a trend in that set. You see where they're going with this? I wonder if they're going to determine if there's going to be more bloody variant figures based on the sales of those. Like, well, nobody bought the bloody figure, so let's not do any more of those. But if they sell really well, well, now you're talking. Could you imagine if that Britt Baker would have hit Walmart shelves? Uh, see, <laughs> yeah, no way absolutely not not at retail it would throw us back about 22 years to the al snow and head thing yeah i was just gonna say dude yeah if walmart couldn't handle a little bit of head there's no way they would have sold a bloody figure unrivaled series eight orange cassidy chris statlander trent and chucky t john moxley and jericho he will come with a pain maker jacket it has the spikes and jericho's pain maker look on the back of the jacket Let's move along to Unrivaled Series 9. Brian Cage, Christian Cage, Thunder Rosa, Powerhouse Hobbs. I need that one because he was a local boy out here. Can't wait for that figure, dude. Eddie Kingston and Ricky Starks. Let's move over to Unmatched Series 3. Darby Allen will be the LJN exclusive. Brody Lee, Anna J, Stu Grayson, Evil Uno, and John Silver. Wait a second. You know what that means. Stu Grayson and Evil Uno? That is our first ever figures of the Super Smash Brothers. Correct, but not in Super Smash Brother gear. That's correct, but still, minor technicality. That's pretty freaking awesome that 21 gave us Super Smash Brothers figures. If we can allow Soda Hunter's Honky Tonk Man omission... We can allow this. <laughs> I'll allow it. <laughs> Unmatched Series 4, Jade Cargill, Cody Rhodes, Hangman, Adam Page, MJF, Flashback, Jericho. Hmm. Yes, to 1990s look Jericho with the... Uh, yeah, I was going to say, did you notice the name that they gave him? Uh, Lionheart. Yes, but in Spanish. And 
welcome back to wrestling figure well wrestling figures cm punk so is that going to be punk in his entrance like when he came out for the first time to aew it's either that or his first match back <clears throat> okay so it could be tights punk most likely it's going to be tights punk but i think that would be cool if they did punk in his hoodie from his promo Oh, by the way, shout out to CM Punk and Darby Allen paying homage to a Bret Hart and One Two Three Kid match. Yeah, amazing. That was great. I didn't even pick up on it until Steve from PBW sent it to me the next day. Yeah, even more kudos to the wrestling fans that were like, I know where I've seen this from. And went and fetched it from a Raw from eons ago. Kudos to you guys. I know. Leave it to wrestling fans, dude. Dude, incredible. That That's awesome. Very, very cool of those guys. I wonder if they studied that one. Like, okay, we're going to do this and this and this from this match. Or if it was just like a shot and like CM Punk was just recommending it. Like, hey, I think we should do this. I don't know. I would love to know where the idea came from. I mean, aside from like CM Punk just loves Bret Hart. But I think that that's incredible. I can't believe you didn't watch the (sighs) pay-per-view. No. But to be fair, I was in Half Moon Bay all day at the beach. So. All right. All right. I'll give you that. Thank you. It was just a good pay-per-view, dude. So I've heard. I've heard the Lucha uh, Bros and Young Bucks match was off the hook. Oh, so good. Anyways, and to round out what was shown on Saturday, Wrestling Buddies. It's going to be Sting. Uh, So, Scott, what did you think of everything that was shown off? I'm just super excited for where Jazzwares is heading. I mean, we talked about where they're heading wrestling-wise. And then now you look at what's upcoming from their figures and it's hard not to be excited about that too. So man, just so much good stuff coming out and our wallets are just taking a beating. I am excited about the powerhouse Hobbs figure. I really can't wait for that one. Yeah. Local dude, you got to pick up his figure. CM Punk flashback Jericho. Also excited about those. I'm iffy on the Amazon exclusives. I might get them, might not. I don't know. Maybe the Jericho gear pack, I think. I'm going to probably snag. But anyways, good showing by Jazzwares this past week. Absolutely. Yep. I mean, between the pay-per-view and the figures, there's a lot to be excited about if you're an AEW fan. Scott, that rounds out the news. We got to head up nostalgia for WWE Elite Series 26. What you say? Let's talk about it. Before we get into WWE Elite Series 26, I want everybody to head on over to WrestlingFigureDatabase.com. Follow along with us on Elite Series 26. Check out these figures as Scott goes down the list. Over at Wrestling Figure Database, they have all the figures. They have small desk displays. They've got it all over on WrestlingFigureDatabase.com. Com. Love those guys over there, and thank you guys for being huge supporters of us. We're huge fans of yours as well. So, Scott, what you got for WWE Elite Series 26? Yes, sir. Mattel, WWE Elite Series 26 consisted of, and Jeff, you will remember this is the big blue package. First up, Biggie Langston. He was in his red gear, was packaged with a deadlift weight bar and a breakaway bench accessory. Next up, Jack Swagger was packaged with a We The People flag, a ladder, and he was in his black gear. Mark Henry, 
came with a bent on destruction shirt and he was in his black gear with a red stripe down the side next up road dog and he came with two poly pocket style shirts one of dx the other the traditional road dog shirt and he also came with the dx hat next up roman reigns was packaged in his traditional shield gear and with ringside barricades whoops i forgot to delete sinkara <laughs> oh it's all laughing i'm like and sinkara came with an ultimate warrior accessory and last but certainly not least the ultimate warrior who came with no accessories but was wearing his SummerSlam 92 gear and jeff that rounds out elite series 26 did you pick up any of these figures uh, no, actually, I did not. I wanted the Roman Reigns for the Reigns signing that we went to in Reno, but unfortunately, he was a little out of my price range at the time, so I wasn't able to pick him up. I wish I could have gotten that Elite signed, but instead I got a Basic signed. Uh, but no, I actually passed on that entire series. I remember at that Roman Reigns signing, some dude was getting a WWF magazine signed. I remember that. You want to tell that story one more time? I had struck up a conversation with the dude behind me. We were just talking wrestling and he showed me was getting what he was getting signed. It was a, a WWE magazine with the shield on the front. And I was like, Oh, that's awesome. And he's like, yeah, it's pretty cool. I was hoping to get it signed. And um, I want to say he had, man, did he have Dean and Seth already on there? I can't remember if he did or not, but we're going through the line and I was ahead of him. So I got my basic sign and kind of got kind of got out of line and I kind of heard him saying something behind me when he was meeting with Roman, but I was like blowing on the figure to, to get the paint to dry. And he comes around and he's like, oh, dude, look. Well, when Roman went to sign his magazine, he was using a, a blue paint pen. The pen exploded all over the cover of the magazine. The dude had a spare in his backpack. Roman was like, oh, I'm so sorry. I didn't know. And the guy's like, ah, oh, don't worry about it. This happens. Like trashes the magazine. And brings another one out of his backpack. Like, yeah, just sign this one instead. Oh. Like, holy crap. Like, I've heard of spare tires. This dude had, <laughs> like, spare collectibles in his backpack. That's genius. That's unheard of, dude. Oh, that's insane. I mean, like, could you imagine getting a figure signed and, like, the pen explodes all over it and you're like, ah, don't worry, I have another one. Like, what? Yeah. Seriously? It's funny, when you look at this Roman and then you start to see the progression of Roman figures that Mattel has put out since this figure... This one you're kind of looking at going, okay, it was their first attempt. Let's give them yes. a break. Because now you look at the Roman figures like, oh, my God. You know, each one gets better and better. You're like, how do you keep making them better and better? But they seem to find a way just maybe by whether it's the true effects or just sculpting the face or tweaking the face just a smidge or whatnot. But they always get better and better. Yeah, exactly. I mean, when you've been doing the same guy for like or the same lady for like seven or eight years, chances are good that you're going to get, maybe not perfected, but you're going to get really, really good at making a figure of them. Uh, of course, Sasha being the exception. <laughs> and apparently Trish Stratus too? Weird? Yeah. Regression, regression. Jeez. Anyway, mostly good, mostly good. It's funny. I never saw the Road Dog figure out here. I found Warrior. I found Roman. I found Big E. Big E was basically a peg warmer, and I hate to say uh, that. Yes, he hit the clearance rack. Jack Swagger did as well. Mark Henry, not as easy to find, but still fairly on the easier side to find. 
the warrior there was a ton of them out here yeah there was a ton out in the pleasanton dublin area and hayward area as well and but road dog was always the hardest to find and it seems like i'm noticing a trend with road dog figures is that the way that's the way it always goes yeah people love road dog they do they absolutely do so let's go down the ebay last sold listings big e langston with the weight bar breakaway bench last ebay sold listing on july 20th for 30 dollars and 99 cents jack swagger with we the people flag last ebay sold listing august 17th for 65 dollars wow for a jack swagger okay that one i can't explain maybe jordan Scott can because he's usually good at explaining those that one maybe because of the aew like people are having a hard time finding his aew figure and they had to have a jack swagger in the collection maybe yeah see i don't know that's kind of surprising to me yeah mark henry bent on destruction t-shirt now this one had one carded but it was lined out which means someone accepted the offer from someone so i don't know what the last sold listing mint on card was so i had to go loose last complete loose sold listing august 10th for 24.99 which is still more than seamus last week (laughs) Yes. (laughs) <laughs> yes. <laughs> Half price Seamus. <laughs> Road Dog with the two Polly Pocket style shirts and the hat. Last sold eBay listing August 19th for $98. Damn. There you go, dude. That ex- that super rare figure, I guess. Hard to find. Roman with the barricades. Last sold listing also August 19th for $30. And the Ultimate Warrior last sold eBay listing was yesterday, September 6th for $29. 99 i wasn't a big fan of that gear neither was i i remember when he came out at SummerSlam 92 i was like dude is warrior naked <laughs> did he really come out with his things just in his parts just hanging <laughs> that was a weird weird singlet that the ultimate warrior chose for that one yeah glad that one didn't last y- yes was this one from his SummerSlam? That's what the back of the package says. Because that outfit is way too not flesh colored, I guess you could say. Because the yes, one more pink, right? Yeah, because the one at SummerSlam that was flesh colored. Like <laughs> everybody thought, because we were watching SummerSlam '92 with the, some friends, and all of us were like, "Um, uh, is Warrior running to the ring? You know, <laughs> flapping in the wind? You know, <laughs> is it cold there?" <laughs> <laughs> Is it like a candle in the wind over there? I mean, what's going on? (laughs) So anyways, yeah, this suit was more salmon colored. Okay, so if it wasn't his SummerSlam 92 gear, I'm not sure exactly why they were referencing it on the back of the package unless they pick a random match. Possibly. It had to be. It it, it could be, but I, I guessed that this was a SummerSlam 92 gear because it's referenced on the back of the package, but it's very possible that this was some other weird costume that the Ultimate Warrior designed and... Nobody liked. <laughs> it was mauve color, Scott. Oh, thank you, mauve. Very good, Jeff. Very good. Do you want me to read it on Urban Dictionary? No, no, we okay. we're good. Okay, we're good. We okay. we had the explanation on mauve. We're we're just fine. Thank you. <laughs> I they've got the test photos from somewhere to make that outfit. So yeah, and I'm sure one of our listeners knows, but the back of the package specifically referenced SummerSlam '92. So oh, by the way, Keith Brockus sent me a picture. There was a WCW Worldwide with Doom wearing their sweatpants that were in the Galoob figures. 
uh, were they doing an interview in them or did they actually wrestle in them? Uh, they were doing an interview and it had Teddy Long in the background. So Doom did an interview in sweatpants and that's what they made figures of. Possibly. I thought it was a street fight in Chicago, but... Yeah. I'll send you the picture, dude. It's pretty cool. Ooh, the Galoob plot thickens. Right? Right? Yes. Scott, we're going to round out the show with the listener segment. Let's jump into it. And I just want to hear from my people. Tell me, can I hear from my people? I just want to hear from my people. And I just want to listen. Scott, whatever listener questions we don't get in this week, we will move off to next week along with a special segment. But let's start out with the first question this week. First one comes in from the great Bevan Boychuk. Hey, Jeff and Scott, we all know WWF was bigger deal than WCW in the early 90s. But myself and a lot of others are diehard WCW fans, preferring it to WWF. With that in mind, WCW also falls behind when it comes to figures. Their first line was obviously Galoobs, but it barely lasted two waves. I say barely because wave two was UK exclusives, if I'm not mistaken. If there was a third wave, who would you have included? And do you ever see a situation in the next few years where the Galoob style is revisited? We've seen LJN and Hasbro redone multiple times by different companies over the years, but a four-inch static figure with realistic sculpt and paint would probably be done very well with modern technology. Thanks, Bevan. Well, we do know that there was a planned, I guess you could call it a third series, and that was going to be PN News, Diamond Stud. Richard Morton. Yeah, Richard Morton. And then there was a... Richard slash Ricky Morton. Yes, which unfortunately no Robert Gibson to go with him, but he was heel at the time, so it made sense. (laughs) Heel Ricky Morton still wearing his Rock and Roll Express gimmick, but that's okay. We'll (laughs) we'll get beyond that. And then I believe there were also uh, Hayes and Garvin in their Freebird robes. Yes. Like their entrance robes. And Black Blood. Yes, and Black Blood. Thank you. So it was on the table. It was planned. If it went beyond that, you've got to think Johnny B. Bad would have been included. Yes. You've got to think that stunning Steve Austin would have been in there. We would have gotten a Bobby Eaton. Larry Zabisco. Yep. Yep. I was going Larry next. You know what? We could have even gotten a Polly Dangerously. There were no managers included, and it's a damn shame because JJ would have been amazing to include in the first wave to go with the horsemen. But it's it's a very good possibility we could have gotten a Polly Dangerously. We didn't get many accessories with Galoobs. But that one could have included a cell phone, and that would have been pretty cool. So do you think that they would have done an updated Ron Simmons? Possibly. Yeah, he was getting pushed to the moon. Uh, He had his title match at Halloween Havoc 92, if I'm not mistaken, against Luger. Lost that match, but then proceeded to beat Vader the following year. Considering his push, yeah, I, I think that's a safe bet, Jeff, is that we would have gotten an updated Ron Simmons in his singles gear. Because we ran down the Dangerous Alliance. Now I'm trying to think of faces that could have been thrown in there. Because we, you said Zabisco, Austin, all those guys from the Dangerous Alliance. Let's look at faces that could have been thrown in. I mean, do you do another Sting? Uh, you got to think. Of course, Sting would have gone in there, right? It's the whole He-Man theory. Uh, maybe Van Hammer. And that would have been another cool accessory of an electric guitar. Do you want to talk about the He-Man theory? Dude. <laughs> we've beaten that dead horse like many times <laughs> anyways um ron simmons would have been perfect for that 
who are some face tag teams? Like maybe a Shane Douglas or Ricky Steamboat? We would have absolutely gotten a Ricky Steamboat. That's a great call. Yeah. Uh, no, Dynamic Dudes was a little bit too... Be- that was way too before that. And they were done. Shane Douglas was in WWF at that point. Um, yeah, because we're talking like 92, somewhere in there. Yeah. So huh. so I think it would have been Steve Austin. Well, how many figures to a wave? Well, gosh, the first one, uh, that had like, what, 12? 1,200, I think. Twelve. <laughs> yes, 1,200. No exaggeration. <laughs> Give or take 100. Yes. Um, okay, so if you, let's say 8 to 12. So you got Ron Simmons, an updated Ron Simmons. You got another Sting. You have yep. Steve Austin. You have Bobby Eaton. Luger definitely would have gotten another figure, too. He was heavyweight champion, so he would have absolutely gotten another figure. Uh, yeah. That's true. So if you're saying 92, yes. At 93, no. Correct. Yeah, because he was jumping ship over to the WWF at that point. But yeah, 92, he would have gotten another figure. Do you do another Brian Pillman? No, but you do a Rick Rude. Oh, great call. And a Vader. Jake Roberts? Jake was a cup of coffee. I don't think Jake gets a Galoob figure. But Rick Rude for sure. See, I kind of think they do go with Jake because Jake was pushed pretty heavily in WCW. I mean, it was like you said, it was a cup of coffee, but it was pretty prominent. Yeah, you could. I guess you could. And it's a name and you throw him out on the shelves, you know, so maybe. Maybe I mean, he had just had his Hasbro figure done, so you're kind of competing with that. So yeah, maybe they do that. Well, the Hasbro was Series 1, so that's 1990, so it had been two years yeah, it had been a while since he had a figure. Yeah, it's a good point. Yeah, I think those would have been perfect for another series. Yeah, for sure. Just as long as we didn't get a Firebreaker chip, that would have been horrible. Speak for yourself. <laughs> we all wanted a Firebreaker chip. Actually, knowing WCW, they have twisted Galoob's arm into making the ding-dongs. <laughs> Please? <laughs> Maybe an Arachnaman for Breaker. Or the Kongs. <laughs> Oh, gosh. <laughs> uh, Bevan, thank you for your question. And we didn't choose. It's funny. We didn't choose sides when it came to WWF, WCW back then. We were whatever wrestling was on. We wanted it. We were all gung ho for 305 on a Saturday. We were all yes. gung ho for 10 a.m. on a Saturday also. I mean, any yep. wrestling we could get our hands on, we were all for it. Yeah, it was just a big yes, please. We didn't care what it was. We just consumed all the wrestling that could be thrown at us but i think really i was just because i did pick a side when the monday night wars happened i was 100 percent flying the wwf flag and i think it was because i was so pissed off that hall and nash left and essentially started whooping on wwf i was so mad at them for leaving and then i think that's what caused me to flip over to the wwf side and be like i'm i'm not watching wcw and i really didn't i bought the figures of course because they're wrestling figures. I had to. So I love them. But I didn't watch much of the product. So I go back and watch it now, and it's a lot of it is brand new to me. Of course, I watched Arcade 97. Had a good laugh at that one because they completely botched it. That ending was horrible. But I absolutely picked a side. And in hindsight, given what that brought to wrestling history, the Monday Night Wars, I wish I had just been able to sit back and enjoy wrestling. Like, and that's why I kind of kick my butt over that. And that's why I don't pick sides anymore. I don't care if it's good wrestling. It's good wrestling. Who cares what federation it's from? Yeah. Thank you, Bevan, for your question. Scott, next question comes in from Ethan Chambers. Had a question for you both. 
Do you have a figure in your collection or shared collection that you love more than any others? Like an all-time favorite figure, mine is the Ultimate Edition Fiend. I'll even go as far as saying Ultimate Edition Fiend is my all-time favorite wrestling figure. I have to make a point to look at it once or multiple times a day. Thanks, guys. Keep up the great work, Ethan. Love you, Ethan. Great question this week. Um, I think I've gone on record as stating that the Macho Man Slim Jim is my absolute favorite wrestling figure of all time. From the packaging to the costume to the figure itself, I, I can't think of a better job. And Jeff, you be quiet. Don't you even start. I can't think of a better job by a company in producing a wrestling figure. It's just, it's incredible. It's perfect. You can't change my mind. It's the seventh greatest figure. I told you, don't start. What? That's the best part about to your point, Jeff, about it being the seventh best of a particular year even. That's the beauty of wrestling figures is everybody has an opinion. Nobody's wrong. Nobody's right. That's the beauty of it. We all see figures differently and we pick favorites and least favorites. And again, nobody's wrong. Nobody's right. But that Macho Man Slim Jim is my absolute favorite of all time. Sentimental value, though, is entirely different. And I've mentioned this before, too, that Road Warriors 2-pack the Classic Superstars, not the Tag Team Series 1, but that special edition that came out later when they had the gold accents in their gear. That one is my favorite because I had to sell off my Road Warriors Tag Team Series 1 Classic Superstars 2-pack because hard times, baby. <laughs> so I had to sell those and we were at a wrestling convention, Jeff and I were, and Jeff bought me the updated Road Warriors Classic Superstars 2-pack and it meant the world to me. And when I met Animal in 2011, or I should say, Jeff, when we met Animal in 2011 at the CNN Center, I had to have Animal sign his half, and Hawk had obviously passed away. And I had uh, Animal sign Hawk, and he put HOF 2011 on there. And it is the pride and joy by far of my collection. I've got autographs from Hogan, Piper, Ultimate Warrior, Shawn Michaels, Stone Cold Steve Austin, like you name them. Chances are pretty good they're up on the wall, but that Road Warriors 2-pack with Animal Signature on there is hands down like if there's a fire in the house and I can save one thing, that's coming with me. Uh, one thing collectible related. Wife, kids, and pets not included in that statement. <laughs> I like the uh, little uh, caveat you threw in there. Yes, we'll put an asterisk on that one. Everybody knows my, figure, my favorite figure of all time is the Bret Hart Red Card Series 8 from Hasbro. It's my favorite figure of all time, hands down. I even love this new Vader that came out so much, but that Bret Hart is my favorite of all time. You can't say somebody is wrong for their opinion, like Scott just said, even though he's wrong about Macho Man Slim Jim. <laughs> As you're wrong about it being the seventh best of a particular year. <laughs> Doesn't even crack my top 100. Oh boy. Okay. Okay. So nobody's right. And nobody's wrong, but there are fighting words. <laughs> Just saying. It's in my top 700. Wow. I'm going to have you thrown out of the fig life, dude. Don't play. Um, I, I know how much Ethan loves the Ultimate Edition. He was sending uh, Ultimate Edition Fiend, I should say. He was sending Celeste Snapchats of the uh, figures that he has going on. And he loves that Fiend so much. And the way he has it displayed looks great. So the Fiend one, is it's a great figure, man. They really hit a home run on that one. When I say they, Mattel. Oh, for sure. And I bet Ethan is just chomping at the bit to get a Seth Rollins ultimate. Yes. Hopefully soon, man. Yeah. He's been a glaring omission from that series, right? Yeah. 2018. I would have been like, no more Seth. 
now I'm kind of like, okay, let's get him in the Ultimate Edition line, you know? Hey. Yeah, we've been kind of dry on Seth Rollins, so let's start filling up that well again. Start pumping those things out. Scott, Ethan did have a second question that he sent in. Hey, guys, another question. Is it weird that currently I am so far detached from professional wrestling, but I am absolutely obsessed with all of the figures coming out, especially the AEW? I don't watch any wrestling products, but I am collecting wrestling figures hardcore. Thanks, Ethan. I don't think that that's weird at all. You're just, you're a, a huge fan of wrestling figures. You're just kind of detached from wrestling right now. You don't have to have one with the other. They can be separate and that's just fine. Like I don't watch as much wrestling as I used to, but I'm full on collecting the legends figures from Mattel. So there's nothing wrong with that. And it's not like I'm watching a ton of old WWE on the Pacock. You know, it's just, I love collecting the legends figures. So no, there's absolutely nothing wrong with it. You don't have to have one with the other. They can be separate. Yeah, it's funny. With the AEW figures, it's like I'm picking and choosing. Like, obviously, I do want the CM Punk, but I'm picking and choosing throughout the lines. Like, uh, maybe I'll grab this Penta and Phoenix here, or I'll grab... Maybe I'll just get this Hangman over here, and then that's it. With the Mattels, I'm all in on the Legends. I love the Legends line. I hope that goes on forever. Completely agree. And it's funny, too, because I've kind of... And like you, Scott, you can vouch for this as well. I've kind of put my collecting more into Legends. It's picking and choosing also with the current roster of WWE. You know, like, I want to carry across first figure. It's a damn shame it didn't come in that gear. <laughs> I want the three-pack with him in Demolition, damn it. <laughs> it's a wish list. <laughs> but with the current people, I'm kind of picking and choosing, like, the Candice LeRae. I got the Candice LeRae. But with the Legends, I'm all in. I got the Cena with the puppet. I got the Vader. I got the Bobby Heenan because you can find him everywhere. I mean, it was just any Legends that come out, I'm all for. Now, it might be kind of pulling back a little bit with the Triple H that's going to be coming out in the Legends line. I may not be jumping on board on that one. But anything else like of the guys of the 80s and the 90s, I'm here for it. Couldn't agree more, dude. Absolutely agree 100%. The Legends is where my budget is going. Thank you, Ethan, for your two questions this week. Scott, next question comes from Josh Thompson. Hey, Vanilla Ice and Scott. Wow. Shots fired. Bum, 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 bum. See, mine's different. It goes. See, that's what be. That's a behind the music they need to do on Paramount Plus is Vanilla Ice. Vanilla Ice for sure. Bum, no, bum. I didn't rip off Bowie, man. Mine's different. <laughs> Mine's different. Mine goes bum 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 bum. His goes bum 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 bum. <laughs> right. Oh, huge difference. Yeah. Yeah. Change of pitch. No vanilla. No. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Chris Catan. JT here, back with that bi-weekly question. If you guys were to play today, how would you book a fall brawl pay-per-view using Jack's classic superstars, Mattel Elite flashbacks, and if you can fit him in on the card, Chella Toys Dynamite Kid? Only other stipulation I'm giving you guys is you have to book a War Games match on the card. Okay, so for the classic superstars, let's just go ahead and throw the horsemen out. It's going to be Arn and Tolly, Barry and Rick. Okay, perfect. And I've got the War Games uh, two-ring set. Yep. That we can set up for that. And the horsemen are going to face... Now remember, hmm. you can use Mattel. You could do use Chella's Dynamite Kid. But the Mattel flashbacks, elite flashbacks, right? Yes, he says Mattel elite flashbacks. Only the elite, so not the basics. 
Correct. Hmm. Okay. All right. Magnum TA. Okay. That was a Mattel legend. Yes. Classic superstar Nikita Koloff. Ooh. Okay. Uh, dude, I'm just going straight 80s WCW right here. You really are, and I'm here for it. I like it. Uh, Dusty Rhodes that came with the WCW ring from Mattel. I love it. Wait, can I use that one? Uh, no, you can't, but you can use this classic superstar. You know what? I'll use his Mattel Elite Legends. Oh, wait, no, I can't. Darn it. That was Polka Dot. That was Polka Dot, Dusty. I'll have to go to his classic superstar, even though I did not like that figure. With the black trunks? Yeah. It was okay. Meh. There's been better since, but it was okay. All right, so we need one more from that era. Hmm. Well, we could have gone Crow Sting had he been released in the Legends line, but he was yanked. So we can't put Stang in there. (laughs) Stank? Stank. (laughs) Uh, Let's see. All right, uh, classic superstars Lex Luger. All right, so it's four on four. I love it. Yes, that is a straight 80s NWA war games right there. We, we did not deviate at all. No, no. You're holding firm, Vanilla Ice. So we need a tag team match. And I'm thinking classic superstars Road Warriors. No, they didn't do the Road Warriors. So give me Legend Series 1 Road Warriors. And they're going to face then, now, forever, Bam Bam. Oh. And the Vader Legend. Oh, big ring of meat. Yeah, Jim Ross would love that. He'd call it a slobber knocker, Jeff. <laughs> Is that what he would call it? Yeah, he uses this term slobber knocker. <laughs> and that would be applied to that match. And he also loves calling Paul White Big Show as well. Y- yes, correct. And if I can't use the Bam Bam from the Then Now Forever, then I will use Bam Bam from the Legend series. The way I look at it, if we allowed Soda Hunter to put Honky Tonk Man and allow that omission in, we can allow... Uh, then, now, and forevers. Okay, I'll allow it. All right, we need a U.S. title match. Hmm, a U.S. title match. We've already used Magnum. Yep, already used Luger. And Nikita. And Dusty. So we basically just wiped out the mid card. We did. We really did. So how about Legends Steamboat? Okay. And Legends Rick Root? I love it. And then Classic Superstars Midnight Express. Okay. Against Classic Superstars Rock and Roll Express. I mean, come on. Okay, yeah, we've got to have that match in there. That's that's a staple in the NWA in the 80s. And what is the world title match? Oof, okay. All right, we're going to go Bushwhackers. Uh, well, Luke is your champion. <laughs> against Nikolai Volkov with Iron Sheik in his corner. What? Oh, fine. Whatever. That does that does not compute. Oh, I'm sorry, Vanilla Ice. Sorry for not thinking outside the box. <laughs> <laughs> Do we make Roddy Piper a champion, a heavyweight champion? Sure. His title? Sure, we can. Okay. So we're going to have, let's see, which Piper should we go with? Not a big fan of his newest Legends figure. So let's go with his classic superstars. Okay. His first one. Mm-hmm. Hmm, who does Piper face for the world title? Flares in the War Games. Savage? I'm liking it. Savage Legends. There you go. Piper Savage for the main. Fall Brawl's booked. Yep, I do love that pay-per-view. Oh, we forgot Bret Hart. So we can do Davy Boy Smith, Deluxe Classic, the Dynamite Kid from Chella against Classic Superstars Heart Foundation. Can we do Deluxe Classic Heart Foundation? 
Sure. Okay, thank you. Whatever makes you happy, Jeff. <laughs> and it's Deluxe Classic Heart Foundation that makes me happy. And the segment became, if I could play with myself today. <laughs> I call that every day. <laughs> Sometimes three times. <laughs> Scott, that rounds out the show. We want everybody to check out WrestlingToyTracker.com. Over there, you can get the card and loose prices for LJ and Galoobs, Hasbros, Just Toys Bendems, Defining Moments, Retros. Did I say Just Toys Bendem, Scott? I think you did. I did? Okay. Well, if you guys want to see any of those carded prices, head on over there if you are in the hunt for any of those. Head on over to WrestlingToyTracker.com. And, of course, we're going to throw it back to our podcasting buddies, Breaker and Bane. Over there, they talk wrestling talk, movie talk, comic talk. By the way, speaking of comics, I'm not a comic guy. But on Disney+, Plus, I'm really interested in this What If Marvel cartoon. Have you checked it out? I haven't, but I'm interested. Okay. Is it cool? That's have you a start? Have you watched it? No, dude, I'm so behind on Marvel. I haven't watched WandaVision. I haven't watched uh, Winter Soldier and Captain America. I, I haven't watched Loki. I haven't watched what, like, I am so behind on Marvel. I haven't seen uh, Shang-Chi yet. So I'm not the Marvel guy to be talking to. I am so behind. Okay, well, I'm interested in this what if. It's, it's I don't know, it's piqued my curiosity. So I may jump in and watch that. There you go. Give you something to watch. Oh, by the way, Nick Haddix. We are, I'm going to go back to Elite 25. Nick Haddix over on Twitter. He said you guys were talking about the Bruno San Martino fi- figure. And he goes, this was my boy's first meet and greet. And Bruno is sitting there and Bruno's got this big smile and the son is looking over at Bruno, like mortified, just like, <laughs> uh, who's this guy? You know, but it's cool. He got the classic superstar son. I'm sorry, not classic superstars. He got the elite 25 signed. That but- is so awesome, dude. Another regret not getting that figure, much less not going to a signing. Yeah. So anyways, thank you for sharing that, Nick, this past week. I can sympathize, dude. I took Alana with us to that WrestleFest and Piper was there and Piper was going out of his way to be friendly and Alana was having absolutely none of it. She was like, no, absolutely not, sir. He was trying, but he won us over. Well, dude, I mean, a couple marks. Of course he won us over. Also, check out Breaker's side projects. You know it's fake, right? And TB Toycast. So again... Breaker and Bane, Power Hour, and TB Toycast. And you know it's fake, right? Doing the favors, doing some fun stuff. But we want you to check out their website because not only can you listen to their shows over there, you can check out the SKUs and UPCs for Target and Walmart, which links up to BrickSeek and PopFinder. So over there, you can check it out, see if your Targets or Walmart's got anything in. Again, doing the favor dot com positively pro wrestling podcast as well as doing a fun show over there and i steve i wish i was in chicago this past week to meet up with you but this year it just was not a happening so but hopefully we'll meet up soon maybe dallas question mark question mark but we want you to check out in the meantime we want you to check out their podcast positively pro wrestling podcast or ppw chick foley show poor sheena man just those those internet trolls you don't like CM Punk's reaction? You think it's not as good as Becky Lynch's? <laughs> Skeletor was trolling Sheena? <laughs> Did you notice that almost every 80s cartoon villain had that voice? Yes, Cobra Commander and Skeletor were eerily similar. Weren't they? Yes. Ma! <laughs> I will get you, Cobra. <laughs> That's also Gargamel. 
Oh, good point. Yep. And it also works for today's internet trolls. <laughs> you heathens. <laughs> but we want you to check out the Chick Foley Show on iTunes and check out their Facebook group, Chick Foley Show. Justin, we're going to get your question in next week, man. I apologize. We had to record early. But in the meantime, check out Wrestling Cheers, where he talks about AIW. Also, check out RJ over at Ringside Rant. Hope you had fun in Chicago. Rucker and Marty over at Boots of the Face. And Tim over at Pulling Up a Chair. And Scott, what you got for Drunk Wrestling History? Yes, give us a follow on Twitter at Wrestling underscore Drunk. This past week, we released the No Mercy 2003 watch-along of Steph versus Vince. Hmm. No spoilers, but I think we are all highly disgusted. (laughs) Not a match you would do in 2021. Why it'd be canceled? Pretty much. I got gotcha. Pretty much, yes. But we did a watch-along of it. No Mercy 2003, Steph versus Vince. It was a watch-along. Not live, of course. We recorded it, gosh, two months ago? I think two, two and a half months ago. So, yeah, it's it's dated. I don't recommend going back and really watching the match unless you want to watch it along with us. Uh, it's nothing to write home about. It's not an instant classic at all. Um, again, not something you do in 2021. But if you want to check it out, You can find it wherever you find your other podcasts at. It's Drunk Wrestling History. We're not always accurate, but we're always drunk. You know, it's funny, dude, as you mentioned last week that on holidays, you guys don't get the same amount of listens and downloads and all that stuff. And that's actually true. I've noticed that same thing with us. Yeah, people are busy. Yeah, exactly. And they'll they'll eventually go back and check it out. But those initial downloads don't happen right away. So I've I've always noticed that on... um, holidays so when you mentioned that last week i was like yeah you guys are actually correct on that yeah it's nice we don't have a street to uphold exactly exactly also we want you to check out marty and sarah love wrestling i mean we don't need to plug them because they got enough plugging during the uh aew all out somebody was holding up a sign uh it says hey buddies and it had marty and sarah's logo in the upper right hand corner oh that's awesome then on top of that jericho and mjf go out into the crowd and Jericho grabs the sign and holds it up. That is awesome. Yes. So cool, dude. To two nicer people, it could not happen. Absolutely. So check out Marty and Sarah Love Wrestling. And every single day, Ryan Buds does trivia with Buds. Scott, roll call. Yes, going to throw it out to Jason Wolf. He's our artist. He should be yours too. Check out his website, Doyle Draws. That's D-O-Y-L-E draws.com. You can get in touch with Jason, commission some artwork, check out his great offerings that he's got on there, but you really want to get in touch with them to do some artwork for you. He's incredible. He does all of our stuff. He should be doing yours too. DoyleDraws.com. That is the great Jason Wolf and Jeff. That rounds out Roll Call. And Scott, that rounds out the show for episode 295. Anything else? Stay safe. Stay healthy. Fig Life since 2016 and happy toy hunting. I want to thank everyone for listening to episode 295. Hashtag Fig Life. Adios. Uh, yeah. Fully holdable. Let's go. 
Jeff and Scott, the Tomb Brothers, busting out the ring. But we don't take it out the box, MOC. Happy toy hunting, we'll see you next week. With the OGs of WFP. Fully poseable, thank you all for listening. It ain't no storyline, real life siblings. So everybody go and do your toy spotting. Hashtag Fig Life, adios from the Kings.